Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. MSW Media. Hi there, I'm Claire Copey of Som TV, well known as the American Wino. Wait a minute, Claire, I'm the American Wino. Damn it, Dan, I didn't see you stand in there. Write your own book. I don't wanna. What show are we on right now, by the way? Oh, right now? We're on drink. (laughs) 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 Fuck! Why am I so bad at this? I'm sorry. We're gonna, but now we have a script, and I like yeah. it. Okay, let me do it again. <clears throat> Take three. What we're drinking with Dan Dunn? Jesus Christ! <laughs> Fire me. No, that's it. That's the promo. I no, 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 no. That's gonna be the promo. <laughs> <laughs> Well, pour yourself a glass, sit for a spill. It's time to have some fun. Let's do a little thinking, some picking and a drinking. But this is what we're drinking with Dan Dunn. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Dan Dunn. This is what we're drinking with Dan Dunn. And joining me today, boy, old friend of the show. She was on one of the earliest episodes that we had. I don't even, might have been pre-COVID. It might have been in the beginning of COVID. I don't recall. It shattered my brain, that whole pandemic. But she is one of the leading authorities on wine in these United States. Certainly, certainly who I know. If not the world. If not the world. And, uh, (laughs) If you watch Som TV and who doesn't watch Som TV, she's the biggest personality on that that whole thing, according to me. She did tell me to say, no, that's not true. But she is, and she she knows wine better than anybody. She's uh, from Chicago. What else? We favorite color is what? Oh, it depends on the day. Right now, feeling kind of like a nice uh, burnt sienna. Burnt sienna. It's very warm. Claire Copy. <laughs> Hi, Dan Dunn. And you? it is Copy. It is copy. Because for copy. a long time it was copy in my mind, and you wouldn't, oh, that's and right. you didn't correct me either. No, because so many me. people have done that, and I'm just like, I whatever, I don't care anymore. Okay, <laughs> so you're here, and and by the way, here we're at Hatchet Hall, and this is technically Culver City. I think it it's is. right on the border of Mar Vista, Culver City, Venice. Hatchet Hall is a restaurant that's been around for about eight years now, and recently was awarded a Michelin star. Ooh. Very fancy. Uh, it is, it's a fan, have you eaten here before? No. What? I didn't even know they got a Michelin star. Oh, Good for man. That. Well, I'm going to bring you here. We then. We're going to eat here sometime. You just can't go wrong. Hatchet Hall. Michelin star. Michelin star. And they have an amazing wine program as well here, which made me think we're going to do our wine, summer wine extravaganza. And this is part one. So everybody knows how this is going to work. We're going to have five wines today that Claire and I are going to sample and tell you all about Mm -hmm. that you will be needing to add to your collection this summer. 
And then we'll do another episode. The next one will air tomorrow, and that'll be the other five wines. Oh, no, darn. Does that work for you? Wines, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. Um, but first, let's <laughs> quickly, I want to catch up with you. So yeah. since we last saw you on the show, which was at least a year and a half, two years ago, what have you been up to? Was it before COVID? It was, I don't remember. Maybe it might have been the beginning time. of COVID, yeah. Okay. Or before. I have no sense of time anymore. So at that time, I was working as the wine director at Sushi Note. Yes. Okay. So but you had no just... Idea. You were also at Som TV. I was also at Som TV in a, a more like limited capacity. I was a cast member on some shows. We did this wonderful show called uh, Sparklers. We're going to gear up for season two and shoot that later this year. It's a uh, food and um, wine pairing cooking competition show. And it actually got a nomination for a James Beard Award against like Top Chef. Top Chef ended up winning. But <laughs> it's a good show. <laughs> no, that it was an honor, honestly, to just be nominated for that first season of the show. Along, it was, it was a great. I watched. Chef. I watched the whole thing, and so basically, it was set up north where, where yes. you guys were. In, first, we were in Oregon, and then we went to Sonoma. Yeah, and they, awesome. you and your fellow contestants, mm-hmm. would be you would cook. We would and you'd have to pair food with With wines. a sparkling wine. Yes. So, oh yeah, that was nice. One episode was Krug. Another episode was Ruinart. Another was lovely traditional method sparkling from an Oregon producer called Lytle Barnett. Very good. And who won again? I'm trying to... Uh... That would have been me. That's correct. <laughs> Somehow I pulled that out of my... You know, I remember texting you after. I'm like, crazy. hey, you did it. I, don't, I still don't know how. Yeah. I still need to take that trip to France, too. Hopefully next year. That's that right. You got a trip. That's it. why I think that's why I texted you. I'm like, You're I like, did. So I literally said, so who's going with it's you? It's a trip for two? <laughs> yeah. You see, I had a lot of friends all of a sudden come out of the woodwork. They're like, oh, my God, we need to catch up. How have you been? <laughs> And I, and I bring, and look at me, this friend I am, I bring you to Hatchet Hall when they're not actually serving food. Seriously. Yeah. Well, had I known you hadn't been here, we'll, we'll come Dangling back. Dangling a we'll come back. star. Um, so you've, yeah. you've, you won that and you've, you've been, and you've since been yeah, sort of that. elevated a little bit at Som TV. Yes, I'm working full time with them now. Um, I do a whole bunch of different projects with them. Uh, I'm on camera quite a bit as a host. Um, like I mentioned, we have season two of Sparklers, which we'll be filming later this year, which hopefully I'll get to judge or host. You're not going to be, not you're not be a contestant. Yeah. No. I was okay. originally told I was supposed to be a judge on season one, and that changed. And I'm like, this time, I'm sitting back, and I'm judging, I'm eating, I'm drinking. You're going to relax. I'm very yeah. good at judging. Okay. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, so we've got that. We've got a bunch of other cool projects. I went to Israel last year and filmed that. So we're editing that together and piecing it together as a, as a wine trip to Israel. It'll be really How cool. are the Israeli wines? Some of them are very good. Yeah. Very good. I, they, they don't get enough attention or marketing. I think a lot of people associate Israeli wine with Manischewitz, which is unfortunate. So the wines in Israel were good? Yes. Some really, really beautiful wines. And okay. it's got such a great, crazy history. And seeing all those religious sites and seeing ancient you know, wine presses. This is one of the areas that you know, first began making wine. We think it started in Armenia, Georgia, and then slowly spread. But uh, it's pretty crazy to be standing in places that, you know... Jesus was and did you know Jesus apparently had a thing with wine too where he could he did he could reproduce he had a whole it. thing that he was could his just first look miracle. at it and go bam his first miracle well, was changing water into wine so I think there's something there that he's like you know what let's work some magic let's do something here so all right well then maybe this you give me an idea maybe one one of these days we have to do an Israeli wine that'd episode be cool of this yeah. I'd be very down for that um, okay but these wines yes. none of these none are of from Israel are and again. <laughs> This is our summer wine extravaganza. Ooh, yeah. It's an extravaganza. It is. It's, it's, not, time. it's not an ordinary event. Okay? 
It's real. People are, I don't know, you can't, you, you at home can't see this. There are people dancing in the streets right outside of Hatchet All right now. It's Some like without tops. Yeah. Topless. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we got five wines here. So, where, what do you want to start with first? Oh, should we start with bubbles? Let's do it. In okay. honor of sparklers, I think we should start with bubbles. So, we're going to do the Banshee, the Banshee. Ten of Cups Ten of Sparkling Brute. Traditional method. So, this is made the exact same way as champagne where the secondary fermentation occurs completely in this bottle, as opposed to like in a tank. And that's how Prosecco is. Oh, this is not fun to open. Oh, Uh-oh. she gonna be a bitch. I should point this right at you, yeah? Yeah, I'm, I'm about oh, to get, fuck, uh, this hurts. about to, lo- do you want me to do it? Maybe. Okay. Get your thumb on there. Okay. See, I've, see what happened to me? I haven't been on the floor of a restaurant in so long. I've gotten weak. But that was always, <laughs> oh, hey Party's on, we look at that. all the bubbles. Okay. We lost I'll all give the bubbles. I'll give, all right, all right. I'm going to pour this. All right, so continue to tell us about this, this information you were just giving us. Yes, the traditional method. So uh, it originated in southern France, they think, and then a, a monk named Dom Perignon picked it up and brought it up to Champagne, where the, the region is probably most famous for this method of, of sparkling production, where, yes, you have your base wine, your still wine that's already gone through fermentation. It's a complete wine. You probably wouldn't want to drink it on its own, though, because it's very high acid and, like, yeah. Even though I love that. Uh, So you take that, then you add into that bottle yeast, sugar. Yeast gobbles up all the sugar, dies in the neck of the bottle. There's often something called, um, uh, it's it's on the rack called pupitre, and they turn it to kind of stir up the lees in the uh, the dead yeast cells in the bottle. So it gives it texture. It gives it some really cool aromas and flavors. And then they'll remove that plug of dead yeast, Top it off with maybe a little bit extra wine, maybe a little bit of extra sugar if you want to have some residual sweetness on it, and then cork it up. And it's expensive, it's time-consuming, laborious. Here's so. a, something I want to clear up. Yes. I was on a... Should we, should we toast I think this? We should. Right, let's do this. Yes. This is the Banshee yeah. 10 of Cups Sparkling yes, Brew. Let's try it, and then we'll talk about it. But I want to clear something up with you before we give the mm. tasting notes. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I was on the yeah. plane recently. And I like to play the trivia games on the plane. Do you ever do this on the back of the plane? It's uh, the brain, brain teasers. Oh, in like the, in the like American And I plane. get so competitive. I'm just playing by myself. <laughs> I'll, I'll play this fucking thing for like four hours. The whole flight to, <laughs> from L.A. to New York. Oh, dang. But one of the questions, and it repeatedly kept coming up, champagne mm-hmm. was invented where? And, and, let me, and, and it gave options. It was like England, France. But... but it was saying the correct answer was England, and now I think I know why they said this, was because didn't it, the first sort of secondary fermentation that happened was happened while wine was being shipped from France to England? Not with sparkling, not with champagne. There was stuff that happened, well, they had fortified wines that were very popular in England that they were importing from, like, Spain, Sherry, Madeira, Port, from Portugal. Um, and then, especially with Madeira, that went through when it was like going across, especially the uh, Atlantic Ocean, over to the Caribbean and to the colonies. Um, it changed because of the humidity, because of the oxidation and everything, and it became what it is now today. That didn't really happen with champagne so much, though. No. So it was- you're saying 
It was the quiz on Delta Airlines is incorrect. is incorrect. Unless there's something that like I've completely missed in my studies. No, I, I'm with you because I hit no. France and then it said I was wrong. No, it's... and I'm like, and I was ready to complain to the flight attendant. Unless it said excuse something me, else. <laughs> I hit the button. Excuse me. Like I have a friend who's a sommelier. I got this one right. <laughs> you did. No, I have no, I have no idea where that's coming from. If somebody can tell me that can actual, we, can we story. reset this? I got this right. England, interesting. Maybe if I complained to Delta, and it was secondary fermentation. That's it. Just what said, it said. It said it said sparkling wine was invented. In and it was like, uh, I mean, Spain, okay. England, well, that's di- France. sparkling wine is different. That's a possible thing that wouldn't have been champagne, though. Maybe there was like a little fizziness from yes, some kind of residual fermentation that was happening in okay. the boat. I, but as far as champagne goes, that was invented in France. <laughs> but what's great about this is I was like, we're doing this, we're taping this during the day, and I'm like, mm-hmm. we got a dump bucket here, and I'm like, oh yeah, we're doing it. And so far, I've already had two big sips of I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. dumping. All right, so let's, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about this. I get made in California, mm-hmm, uh, two months in neutral French so oak, 24 so. months on the lees. Can you tell us what that means? The lees are the dead yeast cells I mentioned. Yes, they gobble okay. up the sugars, they die. Came out in January of 2022. Uh, it's made with Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, Pinot Meunier, and as Claire explained, the traditional drinks. method. Um, let's hear your tasting notes on this. Um, well, Dan, I'm getting, uh, it's very citrusy, very, very bright lemon, but like a riper lemon. It's not a super astringent or like pithy lemon, right? It's yeah. Got some ripeness to it. Orchard fruits, like yellow apple, like biting into a crisp yellow apple. Um, it's got like a little solidity to it as well for me. A little like sea spray kind of. Sea spray. Sea spray maybe kind of note, which is nice. Hmm. Um, a little bit of like some underripe peaches as well, like an underripe white peach. Um, Tangerine as well. I get like a little bit of a, like a biscuit thing. Do you get that at all? Like sort so of. So that's going to be from the lees, from those ah, dead yeast cells. The okay. biscuit. That brioche, that kind of texture. Yeah, yeah that's it. That's and it's it. very vibrant. Very uh, I'm. Enjoying this tremendously, I think it's ninety let's, points. Ninety points from by who? Enthusiast. Let's. You want to? Do you want to give it? What do I you want to give it? Twenty-one. Let's give it. I got to go in just. I to don't see how believe much this in cost. giving things points. Depends on. Yeah, the me day. neither. It's just crap. Uh, I don't want to burp into my microphone. You can go ahead. Well, I'm trying to find out what this sound. costs. Any other tasting notes on this thing? Ugh. It's thirty dollars. Okay, that's a that's thirty. A good, I mean, beans. Like I met, like I said, like this method of pro, of sparkling production is pretty laborious. So it's usually That's what's pricier. Making it cost. That's and, why Prosecco is cheaper. Ah, yeah. And this, again, Banshee, B-A-N-S-H-E-E. I don't know. Where do you think the Ten of Cups comes from? The oh, deck. When the deck shows you the Ten of Cups, it symbolizes harmony, joy. And abundance. And abundance. Unless it's flipped upside down, and then it would be discord, anger, and... Which we don't want. Death. We don't want. This, this <laughs> is exactly... <laughs> This is why we bring Claire to parties. You should see by the end of the night when she gets really dark. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. I turn into Aubrey Plaza. I'm just oh. glaring at everyone. Like, <laughs> All right, so I, I'm I'm digging this. This is a great way to start. By oh, the yeah. way, our our start, so, start finish. You can. I don't think you can go. Now let me let me ask you this: California bubbly mm-hmm. versus Old World bubbly. Mm-hmm. Where do you come down on it? What do I prefer? Uh, it, it, well, maybe just sort of outline some of the differences between them. It's so hard not to just be like champagne all the time. It is there's a time and a place for champagne, I suppose. I think it's all the time. Um, New World tends to not always things are shifting uh, a little riper, so you're typically going to have warmer fruit notes. So like this is a little riper than say a champagne or a Franciacorta from Italy. Um, Always, not always the case because climate changes, you know, 
changing some stuff. Um, there tends to... No, because you can't really say everything's changing so much, but I mean, I tend to lean more towards champagne, but like I mentioned, that Oregon sparkling, the Lytle Bar night, stunning. I mean, I've had that soda, which I think is really good yeah, up yeah, there in Oregon yeah. as well. Oh, yeah. and they have some good sparkling up what, there. It is interesting that you bring that up. Um, it's it, Everybody that I've talked to, mm-hmm. wine professionals, are saying it's happening so quickly. That, the quality shooting that up how in the new stuff, world? How stuff is changing because oh, yeah. of climate. Oh, yes. People are not quite sure where it's going to go, which... No. And it's it's made it really interesting in, like, when I was blind tasting a lot more, you would get, like, a, a Burgundy Pinot Noir and then a Pinot Noir from Sonoma or Oregon. And a lot of times they were pretty close together. If it was, like, an entry-level Burgundy, they're pretty close because they're getting a little more ripe over there and we're picking a little bit early over here and trying to make it more in that, you know, lean, elegant style and not the super ripe, yeah, plummy, because that, that's always... not what Pinot Noir should be. Okay. So now we started off with the Banshee, and now where do you want to go next? And we've got, look at all these glasses we have. We can just throw Should these Should we over. do, oh, that's a good call, actually. What should we do next? I'm kind of intrigued by this Kendall Jackson low-calorie Chardonnay. <laughs> okay. I want to know what they're doing to make it low-calorie. Kendall Jackson, it's not Kendall Jenner, right? <laughs> She's not involved. Because no. everything she touches turns to gold. It I'm sure does. Saying. Any okay. of that family. So KJ, Kendall Jackson, very uh, one of the biggest wine com- companies in the world, they have this low-calorie Chardonnay. It's low alcohol, too. Low alcohol. So let's see. Each glass contains only 85 calories. Five-ounce serving, by the way. It says five Three, ounces. Five ounces. For your 85 calories. Eight, how many ounces would you normally do? Uh, some at wine bars we used to pour six ounces. We were six. generous, but then five ounces is typical. All right, so eighty-five calories, three carbs, zero added sugar. Added, added. Go ahead, explain. Well, there's natural sugar. Well, natural, grapes. yeah, exactly. Okay, <laughs> gluten-free. Well, is it? Yeah, okay. Sugar-free, guilt-free, keto, and vegan-friendly. Vegan-friendly is what, a thing. <laughs> what else could we you touch? You wouldn't think that it would be uh, a thing, but it's a thing. And yeah. it's a lesbian. This one. Yeah, it's also it's also transgender. This one, yes. And Dan Dunn got canceled for making jokes. Okay, yes. and it's only seventeen bucks a bottle. So now, uh, first off, right off the top of the bat, I want to uh-huh. I want to get your thoughts on the idea of a low calorie wine. Is that something that you are uh, agree with? Do you think like, if it can be that? done well? Sure, I would love to have less calories consumed with my wine. That'd be okay. great. I could cheat a lot more on my diet. All right, let's do it. Look at you, diet. Get out of here. Don't get me You look started. like you ran here. That's you, you jogged here from the valley. Run. That's I like don't. the shape you're in. I don't run. That's okay. adorable. You Watch me run. Cheers. It's like a fat kid. Not that, anyway. <laughs> no, you're in trouble. I know. Uh, There's some fat No fat shaming on this show. I know. Okay. To me, I, it's, it's fruity right off the mm-hmm. bat. I got a little bit of this, uh, got some grapefruit on there. Uh, Pineapple. Pineapple, 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 pineapple. You getting that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Delicate. It's not as full bodied, but it's it's light to me. Well, it's it's definitely light. it's nine percent alcohol, and so alcohol does contribute body and texture to a wine. Which we normally we'd much. be talking fourteen, right? Fourteen's a little high. I would say going down oh, to like yeah, twelve five. Yeah, okay, 13. yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, there are plenty of fourteen percent Chardonnays out there, but it's a little high for my personal taste. Okay. But uh, so you're losing some of that. It's not particularly high acid either, which I find a little surprising. Um, Why are you surprised by that? Because Chardonnay can be a very high acid grape, and I would have thought that... So the pH is 3.36. Okay. Tell us what that means. 
It's not four. It's it's not it's not four. It's slightly <laughs> under four. Uh, pH is just basically the measurement of acidity. Acidity, yeah, that's yeah. yeah. So, um, 100% Chardonnay, California. So that means it's just California. It's not a specific area or appellation or vineyard. So it's coming from grape source from all over the state. All over the state. I almost said. Kind and of. I mean, look, if you're going to go the two the, the two kings grapes here in mm-hmm. California, we talked about Pinot, but still the two kings are Cabernet Sauvignon and Chardonnay, right? Sheep, yeah, both are very planted. Yeah. <laughs> very, I mean, Chardonnay is like, it might be the most planted white grape in the world right now. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Because it can grow in so many different climates and it's, it's this very beautiful blank slate of a grape that can be crafted into so many different styles. It's amazing. Now, when you, you talk about California Chardonnay, it's not one of the knocks you'll hear occasionally is that it's it's buttery yeah that's it's just, i hear it all the time i heard it in restaurants all the time like i hate chardonnay i don't drink chardonnay and i understand there are certain Wait, grapes, you you're saying that or people are saying no, people are okay saying i was that. like i, I know people you are like chardonnay yeah. and it's i love chardonnay but people generally are being more exposed to the really heavy over oaked rich buttery which you know like that is a style that some people really love and enjoy and you should always drink what you love but for some people then that's what they identify chardonnay as and it's just not true so often I would recommend for somebody who's like, I don't drink Chardonnay, I would, I would just give them a taste. I wouldn't even tell them what it was, of a Chablis. So a northern part of Burgundy, very far north actually, up by Champagne, further away from the rest of Burgundy. And it's cold there. They make very lean, high-acid, mineral, flinty, beautiful expressions of Chardonnay that just would blow people away. And they'd be like, that's Chardonnay? I'd be like, yeah. I, it's almost like they don't like the complexity that you get with Chardonnay. I think a lot of people don't think that there's complexity in white wines at all. I think there's this huge misconception that only red wines can be elegant or you know refined or like expensive and everything that comes along with that. For some reason, there is this large group of people that are like, oh, I drink, don't drink white wines because they just think of like cheap Pinot Grigio, overchilled Sauvignon Blanc. And then you start showing them like the huge array of white wines and the huge potential it has. I mostly drink white wine. I okay. really don't drink much red anymore. Even, even in, and this is another one, even in the winter? Even in the winter. So I, I got to tell you, even when you're cold, like there is something about like a nice, crisp, refreshing glass of rosé or white wine, even if it's a little slightly richer, you know, white okay. wine. But yeah, meh, I drink scotch in the winter. Yeah, I love that. Uh, okay, so I got to tell you, I'm, I'm not noticing anything here that would make me think, if you serve, I wouldn't certainly go, oh, this is a, if you serve me a Diet Coke, I know I'm drinking a Diet Coke, oh, and you know yeah. what's missing. There's nothing about this that I'm getting that no. makes me think that this wine is half the calories. Is half the calories. Mm-hmm. So I'm, how did they do it? Is it magic? I honestly have no fucking clue. You said, well, obviously the alcohol, <laughs> the alcohol level being lower that certainly, certainly contributes to that. For but sure. you, you might have to drink an extra glass to get to reach that buzz level you want to get. For sure. But yeah, but it's, For sure. so 9%, it's okay though. It's okay. It's a low alcohol. Usually with uh, lower alcohol wines, they tend to have some residual sugar on there. This doesn't really have that. It is creamy. Uh, I do see that they're using oak barrels and I can definitely taste it on there. The vanilla, like that toasted vanilla. Yeah. 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 You can definitely taste that on there. Um, but yeah, it's it. Uh, I don't. I don't know how you make low calorie wine. It's they're doing it, and and for seventeen bucks a bottle, you know, I, I'm I'm on board. I'm on board too. I like low calorie. I gotta. Stuff. I gotta. You know, I live by the beach. I gotta. Go to stand that I gotta bust shit, out. You know? I gotta. There's levels of dad bod now that I think are acceptable. Oh, and are there? Yeah, That's I've lovely. given up on anything dad- other than dad bod. I'm gonna have dad bod, even though <laughs> I'm not a dad. But I'm gonna. I've resigned myself to. I'm going to have dad bod, uh, for. You could be a daddy. Funny, funny example. <laughs> That's yeah. the whole thing, funny example. I uh, 
or last summer, I was out at this place, Bell's Beach House. I mm-hmm. think you and I went there. Yes, we did. We did. We okay. Did. So we went. We hung out there, but this was not the night I hung out with you. I was hanging out with a friend, and we met these these women, and they're like young younger uh-huh. women than me. Certainly, who isn't? And they said, "Oh," and we hit it off with them. And they're in their twenties, and they're, they're gorgeous. They're model. They're and they invited me. They said Where's that a bunch of people going? were going. No, a bunch of them were going to the beach that week, and they're ah. like, "We're going to have like this big beach, and we're all going to be playing volleyball and everything." And I was like, "Yeah, like, I'm cool. in." And I I rode my bike down there, and when I pulled up, it was all these like exactly the guys that you think would be hanging out with 24-year-old models. And I like, uh, this is really sad. You just kept I going. I pulled up like, on no. my bike and I looked over and I did. I was like, I'm going to go. <laughs> you should have just gone and been like, what I up? Was, I was like, the, the shirt, kids. the shirt. I got two options here. Yeah, but you're I a man. I can take the shirt off and play volleyball with this. They got Should've. 10 packs, these dudes. Whatever. Or I can be that guy and be the only guy playing with my shirt on. Do it. No, you should have taken your shirt off and played volleyball. Screw them. And em. said, yeah, these are my boobs. They're mine. These, you don't have boobs. I know. You well, in my mind, boobs. I do. Oh, anyway, low-calorie wine could be the key. Maybe this summer... I drink a little bit of this KJ low calorie. If, if you drink this Kendall Jackson, you too will have a ten pack and look like a twenty-two off. year old. I'm gonna pull up. God, look at this. Hey, like, who wants to play? Okay, next up, we're having the that we're gonna do the Chamisol Vineyard Chardonnay. Okay, from Monterey County. Twenty seventy-two uh, percent of the grapes are coming from Monterey County. The other twenty-eight percent are coming from Slow. Okay, San Luis Obispo. So Chamisol Vineyard is one of the first wineries in California to make an unadorned style of Chardonnay. Unadorned. That celebrates the variety's innate characteristics. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm, Sourced, mm-hmm. As, as Claire just said, from, from Salinas Valley, Monterey County, down to Chamisol Vineyard in San Luis Obispo, also known as SLO. Slow. For, you know, the locals like us. <laughs> this is a 2021 vintage, which was a very dry year. It, w- it was. Extremely it was. dry year. They only had about 10 inches of rain. Yeah, uh, but eight of those inches came within 24 hours, and mostly ended up Just in the terrible. in the creek. Yeah. So what does that do to a wine? Having it be that dry. Having it be that dry, it makes the vines have to struggle, which okay. is good. You do want the vines to struggle, and I mean, a lot of these places have drip irrigation, so they're doing fine. I would say the fires are more of an issue in California. Yeah. Um, Especially back then in, in 21, right? Would oh have yeah. Been, yeah. I mean, that was more like Napa, but yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I mean, we've been dealing with drought for a long time, and I think winemakers have acclimated to that pretty well. Um, but any kind of struggle like that, it makes the vines have to dig down deeper, and it makes them stronger, better vines, if that makes sense. It's, they're producing better quality fruit because of that struggle. Okay. You know? yeah. it's, it's, it's more about the quality and less about the quantity with grapes. You want your vines to be producing a little bit less, but for them to be higher quality. Okay. I love it. Let's try this. Let me get a little nose. Ooh, that's crunchy. Oh, See, that has yeah. a little sea spray too, right? And like chalkiness. Yeah. Y'all. So it says 68% of this is from Monterey County, oh, 32% sense. From, sense. from SLO. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Monterey's right there on the ocean, so. Hmm. It's 100% Chardonnay, mm-hmm. 13.5% alcohol. Mm-hmm. I made uh, 12,000 cases of this. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And it has, I noticed that it says partial malolactic fermentation. Softens the naturally high acidity. This is pretty high acid. You get... Right there, right that that thing right on right your there, jaw there. Your mouth you just start, fills yeah. with saliva, but the malolactic fermentation is a kind of secondary fermentation for still wines and sparkling. But it um, it converts uh, a very astringent uh, compound into something called diacetyl. 
which makes it uh, kind of soft and gives it that butteriness. Okay, well. yeah. So you get a little bit of that in this. Which is nice. I love that I, that thing that happens mm-hmm. when when you taste the wine, you get the acidity, and that you get that your mouth starts to water. That makes just it's, it makes me yeah. It, I'm like I'm gonna, today's going to be a good day. It is going to well, be a good yeah. day. Yeah, um, some wines are great. I think very. Uh, it, it's crisp. It's a clean wine. Mm-hmm. It, it just feels like there's. Uh, let me, Something fun now, since we're doing all these Chardonnays too, is you can start seeing the characteristics of the grape a little bit, is that the lemon, the apple, the, that orchard fruit, and you just see it in all these varying degrees. Like some of that fruit is cranked up and it's a lot more ripe, and this it's cranked down and it's a little more underripe and tart, uh, which is right. really fun. Yeah, uh, right? definitely getting that zesty oh, citrus zesty. thing going on. But this on. is this... more pithy and like zest, whereas yeah. before it was like kind of a creamier like curd. That's right. I would say that. The one we, the low calorie one we had, which, which I really enjoyed, this one has more oomph to it. It's got a little right? more it's got verve. A, it's got oomph and, and zest and vibrance. It's happy and, to be here. It's a shiny, shiny thing. And what are we talking about here for money? Let's see how much this thing costs. It's We're going to go... Chamisol is... My guess is this is in the 30, no? 18 bucks. What? what? Get out of here. Come on. I mean, for $18. It's pretty good. Come on. It's I pretty mean, good. Are they hand harvesting? Uh, are they? No, I think they're using feet. It's feet. Under feet? Do you, they're using their feet? Mainly feet harvested. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty. That's very labor intensive. Have you seen um, My Left Foot, the movie? It's that guy. Push him around in the wheelchair. <laughs> and Dan got canceled again. <laughs> well, you know, I heard an like interview. He grapes, well, I heard an feet. interview with Daniel Day-Lewis, yeah. and he said something like he didn't know that he could play that character now a, a, oh, a, and not an able-bodied not. character and I'm sorry if this sounds wrong I'm going to go who the fuck is going to play that character that's true well they Christy have to be an actor right Christy what was his name the writer Christy who he's playing uh-huh. was severely yeah. like he had severe cerebral palsy I'm like I'm going to plead the fifth on this are there any actors who are you going to get to play I, that I'm not commenting you're not doing it Claire's the, she's going this is where I I'm not going to Dan I will not let you get me in trouble nope Maybe on that note, we'll take a quick break. <laughs> Claire, by the way, uh, before we take the break, where does where do people find you on the social medias? Uh, so my Instagram handle is Claire underscore Kopi. Um, and then you'll find me on SomTV.com a lot. Probably far too much. Anyway, we're going to take a break <laughs> and we'll be back in, uh, with our advertisers. Got something to say to you. And then we got two more wines for part one of our extravaganza. Oh boy, it continues. Yeah, here we go. Summer is upon us, friends, and summer is the time for sipping on cold, refreshing cocktails made with the best ingredients. If I've said it once, I've said it a gajillion times. You can buy the best spirits in the world to make craft cocktails at home, but if you use crap mixers, you're going to get crap drinks. That's why I am all about fresh Victor. Fresh Victor is a line of all-natural, clean-label cocktail mixers that brings the magic of master mixologists into your home. They feature a bunch of unique blends with contemporary flavors designed to suit any palate. All of the ingredients are fair trade sourced. There's no artificial anything. The mixers are produced at a 100% solar-powered juicing plant with absolutely no waste. None! And right now, Fresh Victor is offering a summertime special exclusively for you, dear listener. Simply go to freshvictor.com, fill up your shopping cart, and at checkout, enter promo code F. V Dan 20. That's Fresh Victor. FV Dan 20 to get 20% off your order. Now's the time to bust out the bikinis and bathing suits and to treat yourself to the very best mixers on the market. 
And that's Fresh Victor. Some of my favorite summertime cocktails are whiskey-based. The mint julep, a gold rush, a paper plane. And the whiskey I turn to as the base in those cocktails is Rabbit Hole. They make bourbon and rye in extremely small batches at their wonderful distillery in Louisville, Kentucky. Rabbit Hole's recipes are totally unique and were created by their founder, Bourbon Hall of Famer Cave Zamanian, who spares no expense in making great whiskey. Cave and his team have their own cooking methods and use top-of-the-line grains. They never chill filter, and they use barrels that are toasted, charred, and wood-fired, which almost nobody else in the business does. Trust me on this. What you end up with is a line of bourbon and rye with these really rich, deep flavors that are unlike anything you've ever tasted. The forecast for this summer is hot, 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 and I, for one, plan to cool down with some refreshing cocktails made with rabbit hole. Please, my friends, come join me. We're back. Hi. Oh, hi there. Didn't Nobody see went. you. Hi, how are you? Claire Copey of Psalm TV. I would also say this. Can I, I refer to you as our resident, the WWD resident wine oh. guru. Ooh, I like that. It's not a paid. It's a not a paid position. Oh, man. But yeah, uh, someday possibly. Okay. So uh, Claire okay. is here. We're doing our summer wine extravaganza. This is part one. We got part two coming up tomorrow with five more wines. Uh, and Claire has been gracious enough to come out and 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 share her expertise with us. And we've had three wines so far. We've got two left. And let's just get right to it, Claire. Let's we've do got it. what we're we gonna do. Kenny J. All right, we got Kendall Jackson. The Vintners. Reserve. Vintner's Reserve. 2021. Yes. KJ, of course, is the number one selling Chardonnay in these United in States. It's a very big company, America. Yeah. And uh, this is a this is one of their biggest releases. $17 a bottle, which that's kind of the find it in pretty much kind of the sweet series. spot, right, for white wines in that fifteen to thirty dollar range. I think so. Okay. I think so. Um, I agree with that. Again, twenty twenty vintage, all one hundred percent. Uh, Chardonnay, thirteen point five percent alcohol, pH level three point four one. Oh boy! Cheers. Cheers. All right. What you smelling? So we were talking about those that the tones and the the different notes. This is cranking it back up to those riper levels again. Yeah, and more oak. So you've definitely got a lot definitely. of toasty vanilla in this. In this, blend. I got it right off the bat. I got oh, yeah. a little toffee. Toffee. That's perfect. Like a Werther's caramel too. Like yes, that kinda, that's yeah, what yeah. I got. All right. Great note. Great tasting note. Hmm. Okay, yeah, the butter, the vanilla. All there. A little bit of... Tropical fruits again for me. Okay. The pineapple. What about this? Mm. My, this is the... Let me do it one more time just to make sure. There are no wrong answers. Mm-mm. Except for whatever you're about to say. Ready? Yes. Apple pie uh-huh. with a little scoop of vanilla ice cream on and it. And caramel drizzle. Oh. That's what I got. Yep. It, there's a little... Di- this is not a dessert wine. No, it's but not But it made sweet. me think of that. That's... A hundred percent on the nose. On the it's nose. It's not a sweet wine, but it is a ripe. Yeah, wine. this is a this is a you're having people over. It's a beautiful day outside. Y- you know, maybe even a slightly chilly evening. Ooh. This is not a hot. I don't think this is for me personally. This is a little richer, so I wouldn't want this on like a scorchingly hot day. early evening. Early evening. Dusk. Dusk. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> if you will, dusk. Let's do. The same idea hit us at the same time. Uh, Yeah, you're right. This is a dusk wine, not a dawn wine. Dusk. Some people, there are people I know that would drink it at dawn. I just realized why they call that brand High Noon. 
because that's when you drink it at high noon. Oh, the, you're talking about the, you're talking about the, the whiskey? Seltzer. Oh, the Oh, High West, I'm thinking of. I huh? will drink Sorry. that at, I, uh, would I drink that at noon, at high noon? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I've had, I just had a drink with High West last night. I went to did the you? Waldorf Astoria oh, did you? in Beverly Hills. Which high west did you have? It was the rye. They the made a, a the variation. Dark. They had a variation of the uh, of, uh, uh, an old fashioned that uh-huh. they did there, and nice. they used high west rye. That's a good rye. Yeah. So this one. Anyway. <laughs> all right. I think we're nailing it. We got so far. Yeah. This is our fourth one, and this I'm 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 digging this, especially at seventeen bucks. Yeah. How much do oh, you yeah. think? I mean, you and I. Let's face it. We get exposed to a lot of wine. We get given a lot of wine. Like yes. that's the way it is, right? With the job. Hey, sorry, if it bothers you, get a new fucking job. Right? You can become you a can. podcast host. You could be on some TV. It's not you, my fault. You could. It's my fault. Study. No. Hit okay. the books. That said, people that don't work in this business that mm-hmm. are actually going out and they're buying their wine, how much do you do you think price versus scores versus where, like mm. informs how people buy their wine? I think scores are so interesting to me because I see both sides of the argument with them, like how they're they're very helpful for consumers that maybe don't have a ton of wine knowledge. Because you look at this huge shelf of all these different wines and it's like, I don't know, this label looks cool, but oh, it got 95 points. But points are also kind of dangerous because it's one person's palate. Like you might not have the same palate as Robert Parker and what he's scoring on I'm almost wines. certain I don't. I'm pretty sure you don't. So it's him saying at this point in time, I think this wine is going to be perfect in this year. I think it's perfect right now. And it's his opinion. And so it's it's a kind of an interesting. And also this is, it's always changing. It's wine. It's a living thing to just slap a number on it is kind of yeah, like I sterile. There was a documentary romantic. years ago. I'm sure you saw it too. I can't remember the name of it though, where they basically, it was like the anti-Parker documentary. Oh, really? Where it so, talked about how, and this is true. He, he became so big that entire wine regions Shifted. changed how they made wine. They, yes. They wanted to specifically please him. Yes. They wanted the 100 points. He awarded, uh, I can't remember the producer off the top of my head now, but it was like 1997, and he awarded this wine 100 points, and the sales for that wine were just through the roof. So specifically in Napa, all these producers started using a lot more oak, picking a little riper so that you had the big, juicy Napa cab that is still very, very popular. A lot of producers, a handful of producers, didn't swing that way and stuck to their old-school style of making cab there. But uh, anyway... I, I digress. Uh, as far as um, points and prices, there's a, there's a lot of really good value wine out there. I do a show on Som TV called BYOB where I go to Trader Joe's, Costco, and I pick out stuff usually for like $12 and under, and I give an honest review of it. And honestly, a lot of the time, it was really humbling because I haven't gone to Trader Joe's and bought wine in a long time because I've been very lucky to be gifted wine and be able to access all these other beautiful bottles. But it was humbling because I was like, damn, like this is six bucks and it's pretty good. I've had $30 bottles of wine that tasted like that. So there are some really good deals to be had out there. Trader Joe's is a great place for anybody who wants to explore weird varietals that they've never heard of or regions because yeah. it's, it's six bucks. What do you have to lose? Well, we, Sam TV, I subscribe. I think I pay, I paid for the something year. Something laughable. But it's something like six bucks a month it's, or something it's it's so worth it it's just, 5.99 a month or 49.99 a year and we do promos all the time we just ran a 50 percent off for it's, the it's so it's worth it because the, you know you exactly. do these little videos like you just yeah. talked about where if you're looking for recommendations it's, it's it's a great it's amazing resource and you get to see you and you get well that's very sweet but you also get to see some of the most knowledgeable 
dedicated, well, you know, veterans of, of the wine no, and only, food industry. I only watch you on there. That's I, yeah, I don't. You I should watch other people I won't watch any of the me. other wine people. I, I just refuse. <laughs> Not the master sommeliers. No, but it, 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 in all honesty, Som TV, I, it, if you're into wine at all, it's, it's, it's an, a very easy uh, way to get in and be informed and learn and That's also amazing. get great recommendations. As you said, there's deals, right? Like there's you can, deals. Yeah. There's so many. There's honestly just like I, I really love the company that I work for. They, they produce some beautiful films as well. Uh, we just got nominated for another James Beard Award for a film called The Whole Animal, which talks about how we've really gotten away from specifically our meat and um, we need to get back to patronizing family butchers and using the whole animal and, and honoring it and you know, okay. raising them with respect, not just these mass marketed produced yeah. chickens and cows at sand. Another but, beard award. I know. Wow. I had nothing to do with that one though. So this what? year I think you're gonna win. Because you didn't win I hope so. we didn't You win guys did not win last year, right? No. Was that your fault? Probably. Okay. Just making sure. No, I'm kidding. Of course not. Usually is my All right, we got one more. There's me. one more that we're gonna do on one, part one, one here. One. And that one is going to be from our friends at Rodney Strong. Rodney Strong. You wanna tell us a little bit about Rodney Strong while I while I get our glasses? In the here? spirit of pioneering. Well this uh, Chardonnay, they're they're another pretty pretty old producer. Um, and this Chardonnay is coming from the Chalk Hill Vineyard. Tell us about that. I don't know. Okay. It's well that's an AVA. That's does anybody does everybody know what an AVA Shit, is? Right, it's it an, is. An, an, an American viticultural area, which is American. a designation that yes. they give, and Legal. that I, I think very helpful in terms of if you find an AVA that you really enjoy, then you can yes. you can seek out those wines that way. As Claire said, it's been around uh, since 1959. Yeah. Uh, Rod Strong, the, the the founder, was the first to plant Chardonnay up there in 1965. Um, and then the Chalk Hill AVA came about in 1983. This is a 2020, another very dry growing season. Not a lot of rain at all going on there. So as Claire mentioned, the vines had to struggle. They had to struggle. And that's a good thing. Um, and then what else we got? All right. I'm going to take the nose on this. Yes. It's right. very, yeah, I like this note of... Um we're getting back. It's it's similar to, I would say it's an interesting, like if we were to put, smash two of the wines together, I would say it's kind of like the Kendall Jackson Vintners Reserved and the Chamisol, because I do get a little bit of that chalky, kind of flinty sea spray, but it also has that caramel Werther's original. See, for me, I'm getting just the bright Crunchy. fruit. What Maybe fruit? like a, like I'm clenching God. my hand. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm getting here? I'm walking around. I see a green apple. I yank that thing green off the... Apple. What do they grow on? Trees? Trees. 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 You no, know it doesn't grow on trees? Money. Money. My mom used to tell me all the time. My dad also But apples me. do. So I yank a green apple gently off the tree. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to hurt the apple. And I take a bite and I get that. That's the flavor I'm getting here. You get any of that? Oh, I'm picking up on that. I'm picking up on what you're putting down. Pears, too. It's, it's tart. A, it's, it's a little tart, tart and I like that. I like that as well. This is not what I associate with Chardonnay, in, in, at least in my brain. What do you, you associate? The, the buttery oaky? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not getting that at all, which is good. And I'm, and I'm totally fine with that. Oh, um, yeah. The, uh, do you know any of these winemakers? Justin Seidenfeld and Greg Morthole? Not personally, no. Have you ever been inside a Morthole? <laughs> no. Scary in there. <laughs> I'm kidding, Greg. <laughs> Maybe it is. I don't know. No, no I, I haven't had the pleasure yet. <laughs> and this one's thirty bucks. All right. Okay. And as we said earlier, I think that's that range, fifteen to thirty, is where you're going to go. I mean, yeah. 
we can get into Chardonnays that are going to be a hundred dollars. Like, what would Plus, be what, what would be something like that? I'm, I'm sure Rodney Strong probably has some that are there, and so some does KJ. Have. Yeah, there are definitely some uh, some producers that have their higher end stuff, um, but especially when you start getting into Burgundy. Yes. Those white wines, Chablis, like I mentioned earlier, you can find a pretty decent entry level Chablis for like 20, 30 bucks. But once you start getting into the Premier Crew, the Grand Crew, and then start getting into like the rest of Burgundy, you know, your, your Mersol and your Chasson Montrachet, they get quite expensive. Quite expensive. So I'm not going to go there. I'm going to stay right here in America <laughs> with these sorts of wines. I mean, this one, I, this is just a solid wine to me. I think it's, you it know, is a it's, solid uh, wine. it's, it's strong. What's the... Oh. It's a strong It wine. is. It's got... It's a Rodney It's strong. got girth. Why are you making looking at me like that? I'm not... You know what I mean? Like, it's substantial. It is a, sub- it's a Is girth the wrong one. word? I guess girth no, maybe it's... conjures images of something else. I meant, like, it's, it's got, like, a foundation to it. Yes, it absolutely does. It's, it's, a, it's, a, strongly, it's a strongly built house. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm just going to say it. This wine has balls, okay? Oh, this wine's got balls. All right, it does. I mean, this is a good, this is a Chardonnay. It's got some big ovaries on it. It's, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a wine that's just like, hey, man, it, it announces itself mm-hmm. as, soon as, you, as soon as you try it. I think some of the other ones that we've had today were a little bit, a little bit on the um, more timid, not timid, vibrant, a little bit uh, softer, more elegant. Yeah, exactly. This is elegant, but yes, it was. They were maybe a little more sensual, and this one's a little bit Mm. more kickass. See, I got you with the girth. I knew you'd bring you around as sensual. Um, Anyway, all right. So this one, Rodney Strong Chardonnay, 2020 Chalk Hill, Sonoma County. This is a certified sustainable winery, which. I want to Very ask you that before we, we before we move on to part two in the next episode. Yeah. How much do, does that matter to you? It matters a lot to me. I don't. I've started getting more and more into into nature and sustainability. Um, it's it's something that's pretty important to me. I'm not going to say I only drink exclusively like sustainable wines, but it helps when you see winemakers, and a lot of them take pretty sustainable measures. You don't see a lot of small producers really using, you know raid on their you know using these like really harsh chemicals you still see it a bit but a lot of producers are trying to be more cognizant of that i think it's important to the larger wine drinking community and the market as well i think a lot of people want the wines to be sustainable there are a lot of confusions though between like they'll put you know organic and people think that means oh they don't use sprays but like you can still use sprays when it's organic and then there's biodynamic and sustainable so there are all these buzzwords and i think sometimes that confuses or um, misleads yeah. the market. Um, it's like service charge on your bill. <laughs> on your re- no, it is on the restaurant. Like, I just did. A, I just did a piece last week on this on the Ooh, show, and it's you? like, and what people think when they see service charge, that means the servers are getting it. That's oh, not no. true. That's oh, not no, true. No, 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 really. it, it's at the I restaurant's see. discretion. We don't get. I don't. Don't get me started, Claire. But I will say is this: I did have a business idea. I'm with you. I'm all about sustainability and all that. I think politically we're probably aligned. But here's a business idea. Okay. What if we went the other direction to try to appeal to the more, the you know, down. like the Marjorie Taylor Greens of the world? We do the most, we do the most offensive winery. Like you, people pull up and we're like, we spray our what? We we water our vines with aerosol cans. You just spray people with pesticides <laughs> as they come in. You see like, Raid. You see Raid just walking around. Spray we'll Raid. We'll call it Raid. Vineyard. We serve every, our plastic bottles. Uh, you single know, use. Single use throw plastic. Right we throw them right in the ocean when we're done. Um, 50 points if you hit a turtle. What's scary is there's, you'd probably, that'd be one of the most successful wineries out there because people Lovely. would align themselves with it, you know. Maybe. Ted Nugent, we blast Ted Nugent 
and Kid Rock. That's we our grapes listen to that. Sounds good to me. All right, I, I, that is one final. I, Sounds I, I like keep, a fun winery. I keep saying we're going to go, but let me do ask you. There are wineries yeah. that do this. Do you think it makes any damn difference? I know wineries that play music to their vines. Do you think it matters? I don't know. I, I was, can't. I can't conclusively say. I haven't done enough uh, testing. But sure, why not? It puts me in a better mood, right? If I if I knew that my grapes the, in this glass had been listening to Zeppelin their whole lives, I think I'd like it better. Well, I think you know Cliff Lady up in uh, Napa, yes, yes. Napa Valley. I know they were doing that. Oh, they yeah? were doing something, and they Zeppelin. were playing Pink Floyd, and it is exactly what you said. Even if it doesn't impact it, the fact that what I'm, I'm drinking happy. was these grapes were listening to Dark Side of the Moon. That's pretty bitching. I'm like, all right, I'm down with that. Uh, and on that note, maybe we'll go out with, uh, can we get in 20 seconds of Dark Side of the Moon before we get, they pull this episode? Uh, Claire Copy, not mm. copy. Claire, Claire Copy is on Psalm TV. I am. All over that thing. And you can get it now, 50 bucks for the year, six bucks a month. Pretty good deal. Let me do the math. Hundreds six, of hours. Let me do some, six times 12. So you would save $16 if you did it annually. Pretty nuts. All right, that's what I would do, and that's what I do do, do do. Um, And uh, you can follow Claire, Claire, C-L-A-I-R-E underscore C-O-P-P-I on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll have some videos that we'll send Claire. She might repost them. She might not. Uh, You follow me at the imbiber on Instagram. I am on Twitter, threatening to get off. It's going to happen. WWD underscore podcast is the podcast. We're going to be back next episode part two where claire and i will explore five more wines part two of our summer wine extravaganza wines to be drunk at what time of day claire is on the grass the lunatic is on the grass remembering 